Welcome, everyone. Uh, we just like to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Sweat with Beck, New York-based personal trainer and holistic health coach. You can visit sweatwithbecknyc.com. I am Ali, and this is Danny. Hey, hi, everybody. And we've always got Lily. <laughs> yep, she's always here. Our third wheel. <laughs> um, th- and we're going to be having a chat today about pregnancy, motherhood, um, getting pregnant after a reality show. I think you and I have probably both had the biggest years of our lives, Danny. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and crazy. just uh, as, a, as a shout out to Breastfeeding Month, it was Breastfeed Week last week. That's oh, what we're yes. doing right now, so... <laughs> yeah. Normalize breastfeeding at work. Yes, I love that. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> um, well, I mean, you and I, just in case some of our listeners don't know, you and I are in very different stages of where we're at with motherhood. I am 33 weeks pregnant now. Um, and Danny, how old is Lily now? Lily's 10 weeks tomorrow. And I oh, know, wow. like, I hated when people were like, my baby's, t- I don't know, 27 weeks today. Like, <laughs> she's going to be <laughs> three months at the end of the, mo- uh, of the month. That's like, you know, you know, when you're a teenager and you get your first boyfriend, you're like, we've been together for 53 weeks. Now. Yeah. <laughs> you count, like, you have, we're having our six-month anniversary. <laughs> I know. It's the same when people go like, my baby's 18 months old. I'm like, no, your baby's a year and a half. Why don't you say like that? Just relax. Yeah. <laughs> I think um, you and I are similar. Like, I, we've... Danny and I have talked so much about our journeys because we've supported each other through this time. Um, and, yeah, you and I have talked a lot about what type of um, mums we are. And I think we're a little bit more laid back. There's, like, all these categories. There's some that just go hard at it, I feel like. I went to um, Baby Bunting, which is like a baby superstore in Australia, and every lady that worked there was like, and my, you know, this person, and then this person had this experience, and then this, and they're like pouring out their hearts of their, of their stories, and their love for their grandchildren, and their children, and what sort of labor they had, and I'm standing, Benny and I are standing there going, oh, really? Oh, oh, cute. Yeah, I'm just like... I'm not as enthusiastic, I think, about, about yeah. like some moms can be. <laughs> I completely relate to that. It's like when I was pregnant and people would, obviously, I was working until three days before I gave birth and people was like, oh my God, you're pregnant, you're making so big, I can't wait, I'm going to have a baby. I was like, yeah, I am, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yep. <laughs> um, well, I wanted to... Like, this this podcast is about being real, so we're going to be really real here. So, both of our pregnancies were accidental, and I want to share the story about, because you and I will have very different stories about (laughs) our experiences finding out we're pregnant. So, um, I'm just going to quickly share sort of what happened with myself. I'm in a relationship with my partner, Benny. Um, we had, we basically fell pregnant pretty much the first time we had sex when we got together, like legitimately. (laughs) Um, oh my God. I know it's crazy. Like we got together. So we've been friends for 12 years. We know each other very well. And, um, over new years, 
we I flew up to where he lives, which he's, he's in a different state. He's up in Queensland, and I'm down in Victoria. Um, so I flew up to where he lives. Um, we fell madly in love. You know, we ended up... We've always sort of had, like, a spark with each other, but because we were friends, it was unspoken. And, I don't know, it just kind of worked this time. And so I'm due at the end of September. We got together over New Year's. So, I mean, the maths kind of adds up. It's basically... I didn't sleep with him the minute we got together. So, basically, the first time we had sex, I think I fell <laughs> pregnant. Um, but it was wow. obviously such a shock for us because... Um, we know each other so well, but we haven't been in a relationship for long. So basically I've been pregnant the entire time we've been together. So he only knows pregnant me, which I feel sorry for him about that because it's like, it's like pregnant, pregnant you is not always the best version of you. <laughs> but, um, when it came down to us coming to our decision, I, we basically decided to, go away, think about it separately. We were living in different cities, so we got lots of space to do that. And then I went up to visit him, and we came together, and we said, all right, what have you decided? Basically, that's how it works. So we were we were actually swimming in the ocean, which was kind of poetic, um, and we said, we, I said, you go first. Like We looked at each other, and we were like, I don't want to be the first to say it. I'm like, you go first. You have to go first. And he was like, we're doing this, aren't we? And I said, yeah, we are. And that was our, our like magical little moment of deciding that we were going to have our little man because I'm having a boy. If everyone hasn't found out yet, I'm having a little boy. Um, but yeah, that was, that was my experience. Danny, I know you've had a very different experience and you've talked about enough of the JL side of it, but I just want to know sort of more about you personally, what was going through your head. Danny's just got her hands full with <laughs> single mum life. Sorry. She's just doing um, a little swap over. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like, it's very hard to predict when Lily, you know, obviously she's very young, so she doesn't have a proper schedule yet. She can't, mm. you know, we can't tell when she's sleep like exactly or when she's feeding exactly. So it's hard to organize the podcast and everything. But we were yeah. trying. We, we, <laughs> we get in there. Yeah. Um, so for me, it was like, obviously, I wanted to be a mom one day. Uh, as you can see that I said, like, I don't know, maybe three or four times during this show. But <laughs> obviously, they play it out many, many times during the season. It sounds like I'm saying that every five seconds. Um, uh, so I had decided that if I did, me and my best friend, uh, we both don't have kids. And we both really want to be a mom. And we decided, like, if we ever get pregnant after 30 we're just going to go ahead with it. We're not going to, you know, it is what it is. And, you know, after 30, we already, you know, adults and grown up. So there is, it's like, why not? So when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, well, I'm keeping it. That's not, there's no other way for me. So just need to figure out what I'm going to do about everything else because you know the baby's gonna be here so yeah. how, how I'm gonna do this <laughs> and then what <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally it's like when you give birth and they put the baby on your chest and you're like okay then what <laughs> I am yet to experience that moment but I feel like I would be in the exact same headspace <laughs> <laughs> I know it's um but you know as, as we said it was an accident but 
it doesn't mean that she's not wanted. Like, I always want to be a mom. And Absolutely. she's, honestly, she's the most precious little baby. Like, mm. every mom would say about their own baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No matter how cute or not cute they look when they yeah. come out, they're still <laughs> the apple of mom's eye. <laughs> and that's one thing that we you know keeping things real as well like about birth and stuff as we say we're not that exciting mom there's like oh my god i'm pregnant this is so amazing <laughs> you know so, so magical i know i feel the magic growing inside of me <laughs> i've been throwing up all night i don't feel magical right now okay <laughs> well nothing wrong with the moms that feel that way you know yeah not at all i'd not- love to be like that like that positive headspace Same. i would love that give me some of that but i'm not i'm cynical <laughs> I think I think this is mostly also when people like actually plan and they have everything ready for it and they have you know they're married and they have the family around and you do the big review and it's so exciting and you know unfortunately I would love to have that but it just didn't happen um, yeah but during birth you know people say when the baby's born you feel the love and you feel all of that and it's just a magical moment and you forget the pain straight away um, no I did not forget the pain. <laughs> Up to this day. (laughs) Just so you know. Um, So during birth, during labor, I had my mom, my best friend on a video call. So they were watching everything. And I had the manager from the clinic I work at. Um, She's amazing. So she was there with me. Um, And everybody was crying. And I wasn't crying. Like, even when they put Lily on on my chest, I was like, oh, my God. I think I was more in shock than anything. I was like, oh my God, this little human just came out of my, you know, my vagina. (laughs) I was going to say my belly, but like, she didn't come out of my belly. She came out of my vagina. (laughs) She just shoots out my belly button. Just out the sunroof. (laughs) That would probably be better. Anyways. (laughs) Um, I didn't have that overwhelming, like, crying things. Like, oh my God, I'm so overcome with emotions. You know? I think everybody's different and I feel like sometimes people make you feel guilty that you don't feel all those feels. Mm. It's like, oh, what kind of mom are you? You didn't feel that overwhelming love that you thought that there was no other love in the world apart from the one with your baby right now. It's like, "Um, not really, you know? Obviously I loved Lily from the moment I saw her and, you know, loved her much before when she was in my belly, but I feel like now in the past, last two weeks or so I'm finally on that stage that I looked at her face and I was like I started crying because I was like oh my god I made this little baby she's so perfect and she's smiling at me right now you know so now I'm on that stage but it just took me a little to get there Um, yeah I think that that's another um, it's it's becoming a bit not that I have been in this world for very long hey Lily <laughs> Anyone watching on YouTube, you're getting some really good sights of Lily right now. She's Super just chilling cute. there now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it can be a little bit of a taboo topic is to talk about postnatal depression. And that's for sure been my biggest fear through. I, that was one of my concerns when I was making my decision of going through with the pregnancy or not. And I know that. You know, it's another taboo topic is talking about whether you have a choice. I am a pro-choice type of person. And that's why for me, when I felt pregnant, I felt like I needed to make a choice. Um, oh, I'm 100% pro-choice as well. Like, I believe in karma. Like, that's probably a bad thing to say, but 
what I mean with that is that we are responsible for our own choices. Yeah. So I feel like just really quick on that subject, like places and countries and states that don't are not pro-choice. What they do is risking women's life, and you know, yeah. and it's everybody's like pro-life until you have a baby, and it's like who's gonna help that woman take Absolutely. care of the baby? Yeah, exactly. You know, that baby needs to have the the opportunities that just the basic opportunities that um, every child needs to be able to flourish and grow. And in, we're not a political podcast. Like we're not here to talk yeah. about the deep, dark issues of the world, but that's sort of just mine and Danny's stance on it. Um, and that's why yeah. we both, for us, it was a decision we were making. Falling pregnant accidentally was a decision. So um, yeah. And part of my decision, I thought about it for quite a, quite a good period of time. Um, I did feel the time crunch on it, but and I found out very, very, very early that I was pregnant because I was on the pill, so you can kind of gauge when something's not right. Um, and a big part of my thought process was postnatal depression. Am I going to survive that? That is that's really scary to me. And um, my mum and my sister have both dealt, gone through postnatal depression with all their kids. Um, I've experienced anxiety and depression in my life. Um, so I felt really, um, I felt like that was a really big part of my, of my thought process to think mentally, can I handle that? Because if I do fall into that, I don't know if I can give the best, the best part of me to my partner and my baby. I don't know if I can. And that's something that women sort of try and keep more private, but we're here to keep things real and that's something that's very that was a very real worry and concern for me another thing for me i've also had um agoraphobia mild agoraphobia i went through that um only a few years ago and um for anyone who isn't aware that's a fear of going outside so um uh that was another thing because you kind of like put yourself like danny that's what you're dealing with right now you're in lockdown you're like next level but you're putting yourself in this little world with this little bubby and it's just you in your little safe little cocoon and for me that sounds really really safe so i mean that could be something that could be triggered in in my brain i don't know i don't know these things but yeah um, I did actually have, I've had many conversations with my midwives um, and with the hospital and I've even called um, Panda, the, the the support group. That Panda helped. is amazing, guys. Yes, yes. I've just been learning through, you know, as my, as my hormones have been going up and down and I'm starting to get a little bit scared as like everything's coming closer. But um, Panda are amazing. They said, you know what, because you have experienced depression in your life, you're probably going to be less likely to experience postnatal depression because you can see those red flags from very, very early on and you can act on it. And I was like, oh, my God, who would have thought yeah. having that depression before would be beneficial to me? But, yeah, it's, that's just one of those things that was totally part of my part of my and it's something I'm very aware of as I'm going through my hormonal changes I'm like okay this is not these the way I'm feeling right now is not truly me I'm psychotically hormonal right now <laughs> yeah now I it's it's still it's a shame that it's still such a big thing talking about it you know it shouldn't be because it's just much more common than people know 
And I know moms support each other, but I think people need to remember that when a person becomes a mom, it's not only about the baby checking on the baby. You need to check on the mom as well because the mom needs so to be true. well to take care of the baby. Yeah, so true. So spoil and- the mom as well. Give mom <laughs> gifts as well, you know? Bring food. <laughs> yes, pre-made meals. I've heard that's like a godsend. <laughs> oh, I'm still on the pre-made meals. I still have no time to cook, so... I just using different services um, because <laughs> <Switching> it up. <laughs> yeah, because I was a whole month eating the same meal service, and by the end of the month, I was like, "Oh my god, I just can't look at this anymore. <laughs> I can't even smell it anymore." <laughs> no, oh, it was horrendous. But oh thank God gosh. for that, because you know. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of food, um. I, there was another co- topic that I actually mentioned to you, Danny, that I thought might be interesting to bring up because people will probably have many, many opinions on it. And I, I'm sure I'm going to be flooded with DMs after this, <laughs> but raising your children as vegans, that's a conversation that Benny and I have been having, um, quite a lot because I'm vegan and I have, I'm vegan from a moral perspective. So it's something that is it's almost a non-negotiable in my mind. Like, why would I bring a child into this world who's going to be a consumer of something that I, like, I disbelieve in so strongly? Um, and my best friend is actually raising her baby um, vegan, so I've had lots of conversations with her. But Benny is a meat eater, so we're sort of at this we're sort of at this ne- negotiating place where he's like, okay, what about? We raise the baby not eating meat, um, but he'll still have dairy and eggs. I'm like, I mean, the dairy industry and the egg industry is both, like, it's still not morally right. So I'm in this, like, really strange moral dilemma with that where I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to raise my child eating meat. Absolutely no way I'm going to feed flesh to my child because... I don't think that you have to raise your, your children. Like, we've all been brainwashed to, to think that eating meat is the norm and then you make a decision, but I'm going to do it the opposite way. I'm going to say not eating meat is the norm and then he can make the decision when he is ready to. He is more than welcome to to go against that. that that's that's my child's prerogative. I'm, I'm more than supportive. Um, but as long as he's educated and he understands the industries that he's supporting, then... Absolutely, if he decides he wants to eat meat, but why should I start him off as a meat eater? So I think that there be a lot of opinions rolling around in the podcast world right now. So, um, <laughs> like I said before, I know you're a- so passionate about it. It's, it's I know. so cute, and honestly, I wish I totally get why you're vegan, and I completely understand. And I've been trying myself to reduce like um, the amount of animal protein I eat. Um, mm-hmm. I don't eat dairy, not because it's just everything I read about how milk comes to be, like cow's milk, it's disgusting. It's disgusting. You know, <laughs> not only the animal you know, side of things, but it's just disgusting. Yeah. Um, so I'm not eating dairy at the moment. I ate during my pregnancy just so Lily could be exposed to it because I didn't want her to be allergic to it or anything. Which, by the way, there is no proof that whatever you eat, they won't be allergic to it, but... I just did mm. it anyway so she can have, a, you know, a little bit. Um, but, like, I don't eat dairy. I don't eat red meat more than once a week and stuff like that. Obviously, it's still very little, but it's something. Um, but, yeah, that's 
Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Mm. And it's hard. Like, I mean, Danny, you and I have actually said before that sometimes it's it might almost be easier to be a single mom because you're making all these decisions on your own. Like, if you believe something that is best for your child, that's that's what your child's going to get because that's what you believe. But I've got another person who is an amazing supporter. He's incredibly understanding and he's incredibly open. But he does have a bit of a different opinion. Um, and he he doesn't push me. He's he's really good about it. He doesn't push anything on me. But he wants me to be open to the idea of being veg- that my, our baby being vegetarian and not vegan. Um, so... It's just, it's, it's, I mean, you, like we said before, you and I have got such different experiences that we're having with pregnancy and motherhood coming up and I'm doing it with someone else. And sometimes you got to do some compromising. Sometimes it's compromising you don't want to do. We would like to take a moment uh, to thank our sponsor, Sweat With Beck, New York-based personal trainer and holistic wellness coach and her signature range of booty bands. Being in my third trimester in a lockdown, I've been using Beck's booty bands, which are amazing to keep active while with a low impact workout. Yeah, Ali, and just being a single mom, it's really hard to find time. So have just a quick uh, banded workout is perfect for my lifestyle. You can shop the Sweat With Beck booty bands at sweatwithbecknyc.com. And don't forget to check out her IG, Sweat With Beck, for tons of free workouts. Now back to the podcast. So on that topic as well, Ali, it, that is so, so true that um, that's that's how I, you know, the positives of looking at it, being just me as a parent, taking making decisions at the moment, it is much easier because being in a relationship <laughs> is already hard. Yeah. <laughs> making decisions about another human when you are in a relationship, it's, I can't, like, it must be really hard as well. Um, yeah. So... I don't have to discuss anything with anybody, you know? And if I say something, people are like, oh, but that's not... And I was like, well, that's my problem, isn't it? When you have your yes. babies, you raise the way you want. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Mom shaming is a thing and it's not okay. Uh, so many. Like, I get... Sometimes I get some messages that are like, people don't even say hi. They're just like, oh, I hope you're not doing this with your baby. It's like, hi, how are you? We're all mm. good. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Um, and thanks for your input. It's uh, I really appreciate it. <laughs> Weirdo. <laughs> I know I've gotten the same thing with. I hope that you're not doing this during pregnancy or like. It's just even I put up a photo on my Instagram of me doing yoga. People are like I hope that you're not t- telling people to do this position. I'm like oh please just please just relax a little. <laughs> it's we're all doing our best. And don't We've, don't get me wrong. I love I love reading all the messages that people send me. People share their stories with me, and it's absolutely amazing. It helps me so yeah. much. And if you do have something to say, by all means, say it. But at least starting asking, you know, hi, introduce yourself, maybe, you know, say, how are you? Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, I love learning from other people, and that's how you learn, with different opinions and different points of view. Uh, but, you know, just say something before. Don't just go like, <laughs> I hope you're not doing this. <laughs> yeah, it, because it comes across a bit judgy, but we're, uh, Danny and I are super blessed to have this community that we've that we've got from doing Below Deck and the following that we've got, and it's been awesome. Like, I ask my followers everything. I'm like, tell oh, me what's same. your favorite 
brand of cot or like you know i'm like tell me what you think about xyz i just i'm super curious i want to know what my community is saying and everyone is so like 99 percent of the feedback that i get and the conversations that i um have been receiving are really really interesting and informative and i love that it's but it's just when it comes across as like it's like it's kind of like a, a jabby insult. Yeah. It's like, um, I'm pointing my finger at you and I'm judging you, and you're like, oh, okay. yeah, because that's exactly how I read it. When people don't say anything, they just say that. It's like, um, I hope you're not doing this. <laughs> you know. But I love the community as well. Like, I yeah. ask so many questions. Like, I bought my PC because I asked questions. I checked like for pumps and whatever I'm in doubt about something and I want to know people's opinion I just put on my Instagram and then people will same yeah I love it and I feel like we have really really nice followers as well oh yeah I love I love some of the people that I see their names coming through on my comments like Danny and I try and reply to um, our photo comments nearly all the time as much as we can and um dms are quite i find my dms quite hard to keep up with because they kind of once they get to a certain number they they disappear so if i haven't looked at them for a little bit then i've lost half of them but i I try my best to keep interactive and some of the people are just absolute angels i just love hearing their support and their continued support like their opinions are really valuable to me um and that's that's the benefit of having the community that we've got. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I absolutely love that people. And just um, while we're on this topic, Ali, what, what did you think, like, let's say five years ago, even I was, I'm not even going to go as far as 10 years ago, but five years <laughs> ago, where did you think your life would be now? Okay. How old am I? I've just turned 33. So I would have been 28. Oh my God. I think <clears throat> Five years ago was around when I got into yachting, I think. Yeah. That's All right. A, that's about five years ago for me. So I was on this path. This is where my head was at. I was like, I was already diving then and I was working at a scuba diving company that I still work for now. Um, and I was just getting in. Like, I really wanted to get on the boats because my absolute dream for my life was to um, crew on Sea Shepherd and if anyone doesn't know who Sea Shepherd are they're a marine conservation society they do a lot of campaigning and they're really famous for um, their anti-whaling campaigns so I was like I'm going on Sea Shepherd that is my dream that is like my life's purpose I was born for this so five years later I've still been working towards that goal I've been you know getting as many um, skills as I can so that I can tr- contribute the best part of me to the campaigns and now that I'm pregnant and I'm with a partner I'm like wow Sea Shepherd's not going to happen anytime soon (laughs) I'm going to have to put that one off because I mean you'll be out at sea with like you only get because there's a lot of media um coverage with Sea Shepherd they're quite well known you actually don't get much interaction with your loved ones at home um, once they have a baby come along and not being able to see him or kiss him or cuddle him or even FaceTime with him or find out how he's going other than an email once a day, that will be hard. So, yeah. I mean, plans change, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to be doing it. A sea Shepherd is still on, like I've done a lot of onshore volunteer work, but it's still to campaign with them. That's still on the cards for me. 
but I have my, I've watched my mum um, and the way that she has done her um, how old, my mum would be I think she's in her late 50s now or 60s I'm so, I'm so bad that I don't know how old she is but, but I've watched my mum change career I've watched my mum achieve her goals I've watched my mum go to India and take a vow of silence in an ashram for months at a time like like amazing things and that's the type of person that I'm going to be in my life and I always have been I'm like just being just because I'm going to be a mum doesn't mean my dreams stop there um what about you Danny <laughs> please hold please stand by <laughs> Danny is just getting Lily your call it's very important to us <laughs> We understand your time is valuable. <laughs> People who are watching on YouTube are getting a really good um, insight into motherhood right now. We've actually had um, quite a few times. No, sorry. Where... Oh. <laughs> we've actually had quite a few times where we've had um, Lily definitely um, making her voice heard in our podcasts and our IGTVs. But I mean, it's always welcome. She's this is this is real life. This is what's happening. I'll keep going with um, the next topic. So we had a few things that we were sort of looking at covering, and then we can come back to Danny to that question for Danny. Um, but one thing that I uh, went and did yesterday was I went to the doctor and I actually inquired about getting the COVID vaccination while pregnant. So another Another thing that I would really be curious to hear about from any pregnant women who have been thinking or about or have gone and got the COVID vaccine, how did you come to the decision? What did you consider? I would love to hear your feedback because for me, I went in there and I was like, I'm definitely going to get it. I just want to be sure that I have all my information. Um, it's such a big decision. So when I went to my doctor, um, she said, look, to be honest, we can't give you the reassurance that you're asking for because it's such a new thing. They don't have long-term studies of pregnant women getting the vaccine. And she also said, um, correct me if I'm wrong, because she this was information she gave me, but she also did say that they can't prove that the antibodies are going to be passed on to the baby. So my whole purpose of being vaccinated while I'm pregnant was so that my baby would be vaccinated. Um, you know, you assume that it would just work the same, like the flu shot or the whooping cough shot. But um, she she actually said it's actually not proven. They don't they don't have that type of research because it's such a new thing. So I've left the doctor's office and I came home to Benny and I said I don't think I want to do this. I think I want to wait. I think I want to wait till after I'm pregnant. Uh, sorry, after I give birth. And, I mean, I'm still not sure. I have a very small window of time because I'm, I'm getting so far along in my pregnancy now. But I'm just really, I'm, I would love to hear from people and hear from everyone who has actually experienced this. I'm not so keen on hearing from the anti-vaxxers because I have got my decision made. I am pro-vaccinating. Um, so, I mean, I'm always open to conversation, but I think... I don't want to get into any any debates right now about it, but definitely open to listening to some sort of um, other some sort of other perspective from people. That would be really interesting for me. And I don't know if Danny, are you back now? <laughs> no, she's not. 
No. Okay. So just on the vaccine topic, I, I think yeah. we have a couple seconds now. Okay, cool. Um, I was curious I was, to know your stance I was on kind this. of... Yeah, so I was... You know, obviously I think we are going to need vaccines to travel in the future and all of that. Um, so I'm definitely want to want to take the shot. I want to do the vaccine, but I'm breastfeeding now and... You know, it's not like I'm seeing a lot of people. And to be fair, even if I wanted to, the vaccine is not available for everybody yet. At least in my state. Yeah. Uh, they're still doing, uh, you know, priority people, people with any underlying conditions and all that. <laughs> Danny's just gone on mute. Stand by. <laughs> um just to inform everyone people who don't know danny's actually starting to be a nurse at the moment so um she's got a pretty a pretty good grasp on uh her understanding of the effects of this if i was doing full-time nursing this semester i would have to have it anyways uh for placements because oh, yeah of course yeah it's it's mandatory that we have it uh but because i'm only doing two subjects this semester and two or next one um, I will have to have by next semester, but not right now. Um, so yeah, I'm going to wait a little bit just because of that. But if it was available for me, I would probably have it done now. Um, mm. You know, like anything to help us come out of this lockdown and just have a more normal life. Mm. Yeah, because you and I are both in lockdown, but I'm in a seven day lockdown and you're on week four. I don't even know. I, I think like it's going to be six weeks total by the end of this month. Yeah. Um, and we're hoping that they would, you know, stop that and we can go back to a little bit normalcy. Normal? Is that a word? Normalcy? Yeah, normalcy is a word, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's not looking good. The cases are just increasing. Mm. Um, we don't have enough people vaccinated. And, yeah, we, we shall see. Yeah, it's a hard one because um, <clears throat> for Australia, there are a lot of people, they're going by age group and they're going by most vulnerable demographic, of course, but um, we don't have a lot of Pfizer available to us. So a lot of people that I know are waiting for Pfizer um, and that's what... Um, uh, Benny, actually, my partner, he was waiting for Pfizer, but now he's like, screw this. This is getting ridiculous. I'm just going to get AstraZeneca. You know I'm... you know what the thing with AstraZeneca is? It's like the biggest risk is the blood cloth, right? Mm -hmm. But the risk of blood cloth with their vaccine, it's actually less than the pill. Oh, really? Interesting. Because, yeah. you know, with the pill, you do have the risk of blood cloth as well and thrombosis, and the risk increases if you're a smoker. Um, but their risk with the pill, it's higher than the risk with the vaccine. So we women have been dealing with this for a long, long time and nobody has done yeah. anything about it. But yeah. now, because everybody's affected by their risk, it's like, no, we need to do something. Which, of course, you do, but it's just a comparison that it's okay for us to go through this risk forever, but it, yeah. now it's too much of a risk for people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's a... It's a hot topic in Australia at the moment. I know. But we're not a political podcast, so let's talk about... <laughs> yes, so moving on. Um, I want to know your answer to the question you asked me before. Five years ago, where did you think you would be in five years? 
So five years ago, I was actually dating an Australian, and mm -hmm. we were kind of pretty serious from the beginning. So five years ago, I did think I would be living in Australia. I thought I would have a baby, but I thought I would be married, and I thought I would be living in Perth probably. Um, Perth. Why yeah, because that's where he's Perth? from. Oh, okay. And his right. mom is amazing. She probably does not listen to this, but if she does, like, I miss her so much. She's such an amazing oh, woman. Shoutouts. Um, Shoutouts. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to be the ex, you know, that still hangs out with the family. Because <laughs> that's annoying. I would hate that if I was his girlfriend, you know? It's like... Oh, he's got a girlfriend now. He does. He, he looks pretty right. serious with her. He doesn't talk to me, by the way. If his girlfriend's listening to it, don't worry. He does not talking to me. Because she does not allow him talking to me. <laughs> oh, one yeah. of those. Actually, I remember on the our very first day filming Below Deck, our first day on Passful, you said something about that to us. You came in, when you were introducing yourself in our cabin, you are like, I can't remember what you said. You were like, my ex, my ex doesn't, his new girlfriend doesn't let me talk to him and like, he blocked or something? Did yeah, I'm um, blocked. He blocked me everywhere. What's she up? Ma she Instagram. made him block you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember you telling this on the first day. I mean. How did that come up? <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. That's very weird. I know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm still blocked. <laughs> still blocked. <laughs> Hashtag still blocked. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's actually funny because my life does look quite similar to what I thought it would be. Same, same, but different. Same, same, but different. <laughs> yeah. You're just on like, if there were like two dimensions that were running parallel lines. Which just, they are. You're just, yeah, which they are. Many just, dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes the nerd out of you, actually. <laughs> I've awakened the nerd. Look out. <laughs> that is a dimension with every possibility, so. <laughs> We're just in this one, and this is what's happening, and Lily's here, and we are loving every minute of it. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, so just going back as well to, we, you know, obviously this podcast today is about pregnancy and babies and all that. I have made a video about my birth story on my Instagram, so I talk about it in more detail, so if you guys want to know about it, go to my Instagram and have a look at the video. But very, very resume is... I didn't want to take any drugs before. As soon as I started feeling pains, I wanted drugs, but I was <laughs> there was no time for drugs. So that's oh, it. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, I've asked you about this actually. I'm like, because I've gone in with, I'm like, I don't want to deal with it. I just want the epidural. Just give me the drugs. And now, since I've done my birthing classes, I'm like, maybe I should be open to a natural birth. Um, but I'm not going to set myself in stone with anything. My birth plan is barely a birth plan. I'm like, this is what I hope would happen, but this is definitely something that I am open to. I am open to the drugs. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I want to put myself through, because I've heard there's, um, uh, such thing as like trauma, birth trauma that you can deal yeah. with. If you have such a horrible time, I'm like, man, there's enough going on. I don't need any birth trauma. I don't need to deal with that. Like, if I need the drugs, then that's fine. And I mean, I'm pretty, I'm one of those people, I was raised to not go to doctors. I was raised very holistically. Um, you know, I, I look after my my body from the inside out, not the outside in. 
I've got I'm str- a strong believer in that. But when it comes to this Birthland, man, I am not going holistic. If unless like unless I can, if I can, then well, go me. I'll be impressed with myself. <laughs> yeah, no, but that's the way to be with Birthland. You know, at the end of the day, it's your little baby who's going to decide what's going to happen. Um, you don't want to have like a be so set on a birth plan that if something goes wrong it just gives you more stress and more anxiety yeah um you just need to know what your options are know what you would like to happen and then go from there but yeah totally i, I mean think... it is doable natural many people do <laughs> it and i did it but i i would still prefer that i felt that if i had no pain so you know. yeah i i had um i've been one of the unlucky people that i've actually had braxton hicks contractions from the first trimester <gasps> so i've been getting little tastes of it this whole time and that's what's kind of now i've got this uh negative association with the the feeling of the contractions and i know that braxton hicks is nothing in comparison to what real labor is going to be but um I have just created this really negative interaction with it because I get really frustrated. Like, there's been times where I have had such bad contractions that I can't even walk down... Like, if I try and walk down the street, the contractions come on. I can barely walk at the moment. Um, It's been pretty debilitating because I'm a very active person. um, And it's been very frustrating mentally. So... That's sort of where I'm coming from when I'm like, give me the drugs. Yeah. No, 100%. 100%. Um, Go ahead. No, you go. Go ahead, Ali. (laughs) I sound like Glenn. (laughs) Um, Now, I wanted to know, for you, Danny, this is a really good question for you. What sort of life is Lily going to have in comparison to the childhood that you had. Oh my because God. You're in a whole new country. You're living a whole different world. So different. So, so different. And that's another reason why I really want to push with uni. And I didn't stop this semester and I'm not going to stop until I'm finished with it. Um, so I come from a very, very humble family. Um, people ask me, do you have any baby pictures? And I was like, I don't. Because back in the day, that was really expensive to take pictures. Remember, cool. you need to buy a film and you need to reveal it what do you call when you get the pictures develop develop, develop. Yeah. yeah you need to develop <laughs> the pictures and all that um and that was that cost money and you didn't yeah. even know if the pictures were going to be good anyways <laughs> oh gosh. um so very humble family my mom was a single mom um i'm the eldest and i have two younger brothers so i spent most of my childhood taking care of them because my mom had to work and always the eldest child ended up taking care of the oldest. <laughs> so I used to like, since I was 10 years old, I used to drop my brothers at daycare and then I would go to school after. And then I used to pick them up from daycare, bring them home, cook some dinner sometimes, clean the house a little bit and watch them until my mom got home. And I did oh, that wow. until I left the house, you know? I did that until I was 18 or whatever. Good practice. I know. <laughs> and that's why every time I tell people, oh, I definitely want to be a mom, it's like, well, you don't really know what it is about. And I was like, yeah, I kind of know a little bit. <laughs> yeah, got a little bit of a taste. A little bit. <laughs> um, but yeah, and like, I remember, like, my first computer I bought myself when I worked, my first phone I bought myself. Like, everything I wanted, I only got it when I actually was able to buy it myself. And I always, I remember I used to babysit when I was a teenager as well, sometimes. 
And there was this little boy who used to drop him at his swimming classes. And I was like, oh, I really wish I could do swimming classes. It looks so cool. Uh, um, and I only learned how to swim when I was an adult, uh, oh, when I was really? already how in the attic. Oh, it wasn't even... I probably learned how to swim like five years ago, and I'm still a what? terrible swimmer. Wait, so... <laughs> It, so anyone who's a yachty would know that you need to do your SCCW to be able to be a yachty, which is a, a basic survival course, and you need to swim. Well, How I did you do that? With my life jacket. They were really nice oh. about it. <laughs> but, you know, the worst in SCCW is jumping from the platform because you need to jump in the swimming pool. That would pool. be scary. That was really scary. They make you jump from really, really high. Yeah. But I learned how to swim because I wanted my open water diving. Oh. So I learned how to swim so I could do that because you have to swim 100 meters without a yeah. life jacket and you have to float. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of the childhood I had. I, I didn't have much access to anything really. Uh, obviously my mom did her best and I'm thankful for her every day. But for Lily, I want to make sure she's exposed to all kinds of sports, all kinds of music instruments. I want to make sure that she has everything that she needs to be successful in life you know i want to make sure that she has access to things that she can be like oh maybe i'm gonna be a guitar player and then she can have classes for that or maybe i'm gonna be a gymnast or whatever and mm. I'm like, i like to- i like how you say guitar and gymnast guitar gymnast <laughs> <laughs> that's really cute i no, like that stop it. Um, so I want her to have access to it. And that's why I want to make sure I finish uni. So I have, you know, a better job and able to provide all of that for her. Um, I want to put her, because I wanted to swim so much and I'm a terrible swimmer, the first class she's going to have is swimming classes. Oh. And she's getting them from as soon as whenever we're allowed to have swimming classes again. Because with three months, you are you can have it as a baby. Mm. So as soon as we're allowed to have classes because of lockdown and everything, and she's th- over three months, I'm going to start doing it. Oh, so, that's so sweet. I oh know. my God, I love seeing little bubbas when they're doing this little swimming classes and they're little floaties. I think my heart's going to explode. I don't oh, even know yeah. how I'm going to deal with this. <laughs> Send plenty of footage to me, oh, yeah. please. <laughs> I, I think I might have to do like a private Instagram just for baby pictures and like yeah. every half an hour post a new picture. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, everyone loves seeing Lily, so it'd be. I know. (laughs) Yeah, it's such a. That's totally different. I mean, I, I know that um one of the questions I asked you when you did say you were pregnant and you know you you were how far along were you when you told me? I think you were you were in the second trimester at some stage. Yeah. Um and. I was like, so are you going to go home? And you were like, no way. I'm in the best country in the world. I'm in Australia. I am staying here and I'm pushing on with this. And I was like, that is awesome that, you know, you don't have, I'm so blessed. I have the support around me because this is the country that I was born in. My family are all here. And the reason that Benny and I are living, we're not living up north where he's from. We're living down south is because my family is here. We have that option, but Danny, you're doing it solo, girl, and you're doing an amazing job. Thank you. Um, honestly, it is literally is trying to do what is best for Lily because if I had gone home, she would be a Brazilian citizen, and for her to come back with me, I would have to apply for a visa for her. Mm-hmm. But because she was born here and I'm a permanent resident, she's an Australian uh, by birth. Mm-hmm. So that already is just 
a big advantage for her you know all the yeah. rights and everything that she's gonna have access here yeah um, so yeah i'm still trying to keep hopes up that i'll bring my mom eventually i know so, waiting for Aww. whenever that happens <laughs> oh yeah that must be so hard so your mom's only met her via facetime yeah that's and that's crazy. her first grandchild as well oh that is crazy this covid world like i mean it's affecting everyone in such massively varying ways but such big ways to not yeah. have been able to meet your first grandchild at um 10 weeks did you say she is yeah yeah that's that's a not it's enough to never even be able to be there with you when you were going through labor as well i, I mean that would break a mother's heart and on a lighter note this covid also going to raise a generation of socially awkward people <laughs> i know i went and i went and saw my little nephew um before we went into lockdown and benny came with me and he he's one He's, so he is a lockdown baby. He spent Australia had the longest lockdown, one of the longest lockdowns in the world. So he spent most of his first months of his life in lockdown with like his whole world was just this one household. And then Benny came over and he just cries and cries when he sees Benny because he's not used to seeing other people. Other people. He's like, no, no, no. The only men that exist in this little baby's life is his dad and his grandpa. And seeing another man, he's like, "Wow, mind blown!" Poor little thing. He 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 chills out, and he it takes him a little bit, but he is a proper lockdown baby. He's Aww. scared of new people. It's like that's so sad. I know it's crazy. It's such a different way to be. I mean, compared to my my niece, who's four, and she's so super social and super open to visitors, and she always has been. Um, yeah. It's just like night and day. Yeah. Well, we could talk about babies and pregnancy forever, but oh, I no, think we we, we're probably out of time now. <laughs> Thank you so much, Danny. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Ali. Thanks, everybody, <laughs> for listening. If you guys have any questions, uh, write a comment on YouTube, write a comment on uh, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to think where this podcast goes and I don't think you can write comments there. But you can message us on Instagram. To, yeah, on IG we'll, we'll, we can get back to our um, IG messages and comments. And also now we are available on Apple Podcasts, guys, finally. Yay! That was a journey. That was a big journey. That was a journey in itself, speaking of big journeys. Yep. So no. you have no excuse not to listen to us now. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and we've got some really fun um, fun guests and fun topics coming up. We're going to have Daisy back again, um, so definitely keep an eye out for what we've got coming up. Thanks, yeah. everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye.